It's been great already, hasn't it, to be in, in New Spring today. I love the song, guys, I really do. Uh, the only problem I have is while I'm down here listening, it's hard for me to keep my legs still because I have this on my iPod, and uh, usually when I'm listening to it, I'm working out on the elliptical, you know, and I'm pedaling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm listening to December radio in the background. And, and uh, then my problem is I, I never have, I, I'm just, I love, I love worship music, and, and I just, I'm a musical guy, and I love to sing when I'm, you know, I'm listening to music. Is there anything stranger than listening to somebody sing when they have headphones on? <laughs> you know, and, and then I wonder what it's like when I'm at the Y pedaling, you know, and people walk past me and they hear me singing, I want to be dangerous. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder about that a little bit. Well, you know, you know, we're, right now, we're, we're getting ready for an awesome series that's going to start on September the 9th. It's called Love Affair. And it's all about having the kind of family and marriage that you, that you want to have and, and then keeping it together and it being everything that God designed it to be. But right now, we're talking about New Spring Church. And we've been talking about what God is doing. Last week, we talked about the purpose of New Spring Church. And if you love this church, and, or maybe you're just new to it and you're exploring, if you, if you missed it, it'll be on the Internet, or you can pick up a CD or DVD copy because we talked about what we are about as a church and what our purpose is. But today, I want us to take a step further and talk about a particular area of what we're about as a church that maybe some of us have not, we've not taken that step yet. And maybe we haven't thought about how valuable a particular thing is, and it's that thing that I want to talk about. Before I get started today, let me just ask you a question, maybe a couple of questions to help, help frame what I'm going to talk about. Was there ever a time that you went through a hard time and you felt like nobody was there for you? Maybe you just had a real burden, a real problem in your life, and nobody seemed to care. No one was there. No one came to, you know, listen to you. Nobody came to speak words of encouragement. Nobody came to help you with whatever it was that you were dealing with. On the other hand, can you think of a time when you went through a really rough spot in your life and just instantly there were people there around you to talk to you and, and console you and encourage you and, and maybe give you that, that little push to keep going? Think about those two experiences and ask yourself the question as I ask myself, what's the difference between those two environments? In my life, in my mind, the answer comes back everything. Because when I'm going through something bad and I don't feel like anybody understands, man, my next step, you know, the next stop on that train is despair. Because if I feel like, you know, and you can say, well, Mark, you can talk to God, and you're right, and there are times when, you know, you are all alone, you don't have any choice, but it's just so much better when somebody comes to your side and says, I care about what's going on in your life. And there are times when, you know, you're going through something and you don't necessarily have an answer and you know that that other person doesn't have an answer, but isn't it awesome just to have somebody come to you and say, I love you? I mean, many times in the 30 years of pastoring, 
I haven't known what to say to people who are going through hard times. I couldn't bring their child back. I couldn't heal their mom or dad. There, I, there was a limitation of what I could do, but I could just be there to say, I love you and I care about what's going on. Man, that means so much. So today, we're going to talk about community. Who's in your life? Who do you, go, who do you talk to about the really, really important stuff in your life? You know, I'd like to ask you before we get into this today, I'd like to ask you to take a Bible, if you have one, and turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 10. And I'd like for you to read a couple of verses with me from, from this great chapter where the Bible says, let us hold tightly, this is verse 23, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Now when, in the book of Hebrews and throughout the Bible, when God says, let us, what God is saying is this is a challenge. This is tough. And it's going to take more than one person here. You're going to have to have some, some people together doing this. And it's, it's like being waved on, you know, to the finish line. It's, it's like this encouragement that we have in life when something is really hard and somebody says keep going and God is looking at this and he's saying let's do this but what's he saying he's saying let's keep our faith let's hold on to our confidence because God can be trusted well I thought about this this verse as I got ready for this message you know in my life what I discover is it's harder to hold on to my faith than it is to have faith or to get faith the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by God's word. I believe God's word. I made that decision a long time in my life. I believe God's word. So whenever I hear something from God's word, I believe it. Let's take, for instance, God saying that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That's in the Bible. But what happens when I get to that point in my life where I feel all by myself and everything within me is crying out saying, you did leave me. You see what I'm saying? It's a hard thing at that point to hold on to your faith. It's not necessarily a hard thing to get faith, but it's hard to hold on to it, especially when the problems of life come to test us. And we pray for something, and it, God doesn't answer that prayer like we want him to answer it. We ask God for something, and he doesn't give it to us in the time frame that we suppose he should give it to us. That's when it's a challenge to hold on to our faith. Well, I think we could all agree today that that's true. I mean, it is tough. But now, what I want you to see is God's strategy for helping us hold on to our faith when things are tough. Look at this. This is verse 25. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. Now, if I ask you today, how are you going to handle it when things get tough? You know, when you go through hard times and it's not easy to hold on to your faith. Somebody could say, well, Mark... I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to New Spring Church, and I'm going to listen to you talk. And you guys are so gracious to me. There is not a pastor in the country who gets the love that I get from you, and I'm grateful for it, and I appreciate your kind words to me. And I, I don't doubt for a moment that God uses these worship services that we have when we all get together, and God uses me as his instrument. I, I don't doubt for a moment that something supernatural takes place. And, you know, when I miss a worship service, there's something missing in my life. I know it's very important. I mean, I, I talked to people just at the end of the 930 service. A guy was telling me, you know, he was going through a really tough time in his life. It looked like everything was falling apart. He's about to give up. Turned on the television broadcast, caught me last week, got the DVD of the message, you know, brought it to another member of his family who was going through the tough time with him. And God is just turning him around. He was here today, and he was saying, I'm just so glad to be at New Spring Church. And he drove a long way to get here. I'm pumped about that. I love that. And see, here's the deal. For those of you who think, well, man, Mark just has a word that just, he's always got the word for me. I want you to know I'm a pipe. I'm a conduit. 
The word comes from God and flows through me. And so, you know, here's the deal. It, is, it isn't just what I talk about. It's what, what God helps you hear. From time to time, I'll be, you know, I'll be, I'll be talking to somebody. They'll be, they'll be sharing with me how God has just turned their life around, and, and they're so gracious and kind to me. They'll say, Mark, you know, you brought this message back during Life, Inc., and, and I was going through a tough time, and like, God, you know, you just helped me with this. And I'll think back to that sermon, and I'll think, that wasn't what that sermon was about. I don't remember saying anything about that. You know what happened? During this time when we met corporately together, we worshiped God, and we entered God's presence, and God's man stood up, feeble and frail as he is. You know, God spoke through me and had the word. That's what this is all about. This is a supernatural encounter. And, and i got to tell you something. I'm nothing special. I'm just like you guys. I'm just experiencing and manifesting the gift that God has given me. I don't get any bargains with God because I'm a pastor. i got to obey the same things you got to obey. I have struggles and problems in my life just like you have. If you went with me seven days a week, you would say, I can't believe that man's my pastor. <laughs> That's a fact. Because I have my ups and downs and I have my, my problems just like you do. But God does something awesome when we get together. And we're, we're all recipients of that. So somebody can say, well, Mark, I know what I'm going to do. When I'm going through tough times, I, I'm just going to get to New Spring Church and I'm going to worship with Lance and the band and I'm going to listen to you and that's going to get me through. And I don't doubt for a moment God uses that to help us all with tough things. But did you know that's not God's solution here? That wasn't what God said. Because he said, let us motivate one another. Well, now, you know, think about, just, I mean, look at where we are. I'm standing up on a stage looking at you. All of you are sitting there looking at me. Who's motivating right now? I am. And I, I'm thankful that God has allowed me to have that gift, but something's not complete there. See, that's what I want you to think about. You know, because somebody can say, well, I go to church, and God does awesome things in my life, and that's all I need. But that's not all God wants you to have, because, see, God wants you to be interacting with other believers where you bring your gifts, and they bring their gifts, and you guys motivate each other. And the actual Greek means to spur one another on to acts of love and good works. So as awesome as this experience is, if this is all you get from New Spring Church, something's missing. You don't have everything you need in your development as a believer. So how do we deal with that? Well, one of the arms of this great church that God has put together is what we call community groups or connection groups. These are, these are smaller groups of people who get together and they experience life. Now, I know the moment I talk, I even get close to a word, small group, I'm going to freak some of you. Because you were in a church before, and you were in a small group, and it was boring, and it was just a cheap imitation of the worship service because they set you in a room where you were in chairs, and you looked at the teacher, and the teacher taught you, and you're saying, man, I, I really don't want to go through that again, unless you like that, because there are some people who enjoy that, and that's a good thing. But, you know, for some of you, you say, well, I was in a small group, and it was just a pain in the neck, and I had, and it's, I want you to know it's nothing like that. It is doing life with other believers. Last weekend... Thank God. We had 1,900 people here in the three services. That's awesome. But you know what? You can't know all 1,900 people. Could I tell you a secret? I don't know all 1,900 people. 22 years ago when I came to our church, we were a small church. I knew everybody's name. I knew their kids' names. I knew the sports their kids played. I knew, what, I knew their cars out in the parking lot. Those days are gone. And I love it. I'm excited about what God is doing here. But the deal is, if all you experience is a stadium field, you're going to miss 
the community that God wants you to have. And again, it's not just another Bible study, although Bible study may be part of it. It's not just a prayer group, although prayer group may be part of it. It is doing life with people who are moving the same direction as you're moving. You know, a lot of Christians have a feeling that goes something like this. It says, my relationship with God is personal and private. And so they never talk about it with anybody else. Why? Because my relationship with God is personal and private. And then the problem with that is they, they go to church and they, they, they're with a lot of people who, who love God and they're going the same direction, but they never really interact with those people because my relationship with God is personal and private. So what happens the next six days of the week? Well, we do relationships with many people who oftentimes are not headed the same direction that we're headed. And so that creates a conflict in our lives, and it makes us struggle. I mean, I know I'm talking to some of you today. You know, you, God has done some great things in your life, and you've made so much progress in your Christian life. But the problem is, you know, your Christian life is so personal. So you get over here and you start doing life with people who are on a, on a different page. And you start talking with them, and, and you want to tell them what God is doing and what God is teaching you. And they're talking about going out and getting some weed. And you're thinking, I don't, what am I going to do there? Or they're talking about going to a strip club. Oh, they're just, you know, they're talking about, you know, all the stuff they want to buy. They're talking about the women that, 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 they, that they lust after. Or they're talking about, you know, this or that. It has nothing to do with you. What happens? Well, it's, well my, my relationship with God is personal and private, but I'm doing life with people who are going a different direction. Here's what I want you to know. When you see what God has to say, he says this. It is true that your relationship with God is personal, but it was never meant to be private. I mean, you are, just like I talked a few moments ago, I'm a pipeline. I'm a conduit. God flows through me. That's what God wants you to do. God wants you to be a pipeline. And, and by no means am I saying that you should isolate yourself from people who don't know Christ. I'm saying the very opposite of that. I'm just saying you need to have a group of people that you do life with who are going the same direction that you're going. Every person in this room is influenced. You're influenced by the people that you do life with. So am I either for good or for bad. You can't stop influence in your life. You can't say, well, hey, I'm going to be my own man. I'm going to be my own woman, and nobody's going to influence me. That ain't going to happen. That is an impossibility. God has made you with a hard drive that just picks up on influence other people are, are manifesting in you. So what I'm challenging you to do today is take that influence thing and make it work for you. Be with people. I mean, if you're a couple and, you know, you know if I ask, you know, how many couples are struggling with their marriage, you know what the percentage on that is? One hundred right? Because all of us struggle with them. Just loosen the halos this morning. All of us have tough times. Some of us have less than, than others, but the deal is, if you're a couple today, it's very important for you to get together with other couples who are doing life and bring your problems and bring your issues and bring your joys and bring your excitements because it has a powerful effect. If you're single today, you, you need to be around other singles who are doing life going the same direction that you're going. Make the influence thing work for you. Okay. Somebody could be hearing me today and saying, I'm, I've never really been open before, but maybe I might be open. What can I expect from a community group at New Spring Church? You can expect three things. Number one, you can expect accountability. And accountability is important. Accountability just kind of keeps us on the track. And I don't mean that anybody's going to get in your face and say, okay, tell me all the things you thought about and all the things you did last week. That's the last thing I'm talking about. I'm just talking about friends. 
You know, I have friends in my life who help me with accountability. They, they know the struggles that I deal with. And, and it's just every once in a while, hey, Mark, how you doing with the pride thing? How, how you doing with the anger thing? And that's really important because here's what I've watched in my life. Most people don't just like go from following Jesus to like jumping way over here and being out of God's will. It doesn't happen like that. You don't just do this flat-footed jump to the moon. You, you just like get one step off the line and say, well, maybe I can do this. And then the next thing you know, a few more steps and you're further away from God than you can ever imagine. How important is it to have that, those friends in our lives who can just say, you know, how are you doing with your marriage? You know, you're not working so many hours, are you, that, that you, you know, isn't it great to have that in our lives? Accountability. And you've got to let people close to you before that can be a help to you. And that's one of the things that you get in a community group. Secondly, you get a sense of belonging. Oh, that's big. Because here's the deal. I mean, many of you are part of New Spring Church, and you're part of our family. But to be honest with you, you could come in and sit down and listen to a service and walk out and never really interact with anyone else. And candidly, you could say at some point, you know, I love this church with all my heart, but I don't always feel like I belong. You need a smaller group. You need a, a place to connect where you will have that sense of belonging. That's so important. You know, an absence of belonging is what causes kids to join gangs. An absence of belonging sometimes is what will cause somebody to hook up with somebody that they don't have anything in common with in the world. The next thing you know, they're, you know, they're living with somebody or married to someone that they don't really care anything about and really have nothing in common with because they're just so desperate to belong. All of us have that an empty place in our lives. And a community group gives you a sense of belonging. And as I've already talked about, the third thing is you get care. Someone who cares about you. As I said last week, we had 1,900 people here. You know, surely, as your pastor, I can't meet everybody's needs. And neither can our staff, neither can any, any of the leadership in our church. It's very important that you have people in your life who are close to you. And I hear some great things about community groups. I get to the, it wafts through, you know, my office, and I hear about things like, you know, someone whose kid gets hurt and they're in a connection group, and by the time they get to the hospital, their whole connection group is there. I heard about a family, someone who had that happen, and they had been part of more than one community group, and like all their community groups were there at the hospital to meet them when they got there. I hear about people who have funerals and, you know, 200 miles away, and by the time they get there, their community group is there. That's just one of the powerful things about community. And some of you have been part of that with the community group here at our church. Some of you have been part of that with Starting Point. You know, it's just that sense of doing life with people who are going the right, the same direction. And I, I just want you to know, I'm not trying to tell you that you have to be part of a group at New Spring Church. I just want you to be in a community of believers who are headed the same direction. Some of you, I know, you've got, you got a group where you work. And it, it's not necessarily affiliated with New Spring Church, but you are. You're part of our family, and you're impacting people. I'm not telling you it has to be at New Spring. It doesn't have to be on our campus. I'm just pleading with you to have a small group of people that love you and know you, and you know and you love, and you're in their lives, and they're in your life. Anybody here tend to procrastinate? I can do that with the best of them. They say that procrastination is being a closet perfectionist. I don't know if that's true or not. But I'm probably talking to some of you here today, and you say, okay, Mark, I'm interested, but it's not a good time for me. Man, I got this project at work, and my kids have 10 rehearsals a week, and I, just got, I, I don't have any time left to be a part of community. But here's the deal. If I have some kind of problem or crisis in my life, I'm going to be over here at New Spring Church saying, sign me up and put me in one of those community groups. And we will. But you know, the truth is, if you wait for accountability until you need it, it's too late. 
If you wait for care until you need it, it's too late. If you wait for a sense of belonging until you need it, it's too late to make those relationships, at least for that episode. So I'm not trying to be heavy-handed, but I am just trying to persuade you. Do what it takes to explore how God wants you to be part of community with other believers. Because the Bible says the challenge is holding on to your faith. And the way to do that is to get with people who will motivate you and encourage you and help you take those steps. Now, here's the deal. Take a look at your worship folder right now that you got when you came in today. We have something really, really big coming up, first week of September, on Sunday night. It's called Group Link. It's not Labor Day weekend, but the next weekend. It's called Group Link. And you have the opportunity to just come and explore the possibility of being in a connection group. And what we want to do at New Spring is we want to make this as easy and flexible as we can for you. Our goal is to have connection groups seven days a week, morning, afternoon, evening, this side of town, that side of town, because we want to make it so easy for you to be part of a group. So please, I want to encourage you to be here for that. If you really can't be here for that, our website is another great resource. You can see what's on the web, and then you can let us know through your website or through your worship folder that you are interested. And trust me, you know, I'm not asking you to, you know, jump and see if there's water there later. I'm not asking you to sign up. I'm asking you just to explore, okay? Would you do that? Would you just be, because you know how I am at New Spring. I just want you to be open to what God wants you to do. We never force anyone into doing anything. We just want you to be open and explore the possibility, whether you're a couple or you're single or you're in high school. Man, we've got some great high school groups. Um, be open to what God wants to do in your life. And trust me, you will be so blessed because you did it. I'm going to ask you to bow in prayer with me for a moment. And while we're doing that, I'm going to ask those who will be serving communion to come forward. Um, we're going to be experiencing communion in the next few moments. And I want to have a prayer with you now that helps us focus on what we've just heard and at the same time reaches out to the Lord and asks him to prepare a heart for uh, communion. And by the way, I want to ask that you would remember a specific prayer request. I know that for those of you who are new to New Spring, this is a name that you won't know, but if you've been part of us for a long time, you will remember the name Don Sisk. Uh, Don is uh, head of Baptist International Missions, and he called me yesterday. His wife, Virginia, as again many of you know, Virginia has a mass on her brain, and we're praying that God will heal her body. So while I pray, would you join me in prayer, please? Even if you don't know Virginia, she's just an awesome servant of the Lord. Would you help me pray, please? Lord, thank you for what we've learned. Father, for those of us that are just a little reluctant to interact with others, I pray that you would help us step across that line. And Father, whether it's group link or whether it's just asking someone at New Spring, what can I do to be part of a group? Lord, I pray that you'll help us to take those steps. And Lord, we also ask you to heal Virginia's sis today. Thank you for her and Don and the way they've served you for all these years. And, Father, we're asking that you just take this mass away from her and heal her body. And now, Lord, as we prepare our hearts for the Lord's Supper, for communion, may we never forget the price that was paid for our eternal life, the blood and the body of Jesus. And we celebrate him today. He is king. He is Lord. He is our boss. And we love him today. And we live for him, Father. Now, please receive this moment from us as our love for him in Jesus' name.